Well, hey everyone, and welcome to Thursday's rendition of the podcast, our episode two of our Love Does podcast. Uh, if you weren't here last week, first of all, you should go listen to the episode one because it's really good. Uh, and if you aren't going to do that and you're new here, we're reading, me and Josh are reading through the book Love Does by Bob Goff. Josh, mm. do you want to say hello? Hey, everybody. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last week, we went through chapters one to five. This week, we are going to go through chapters six to ten. And uh, chapter six is called Go Buy Your Books. Josh, mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Well, okay. First things first. If you can, like, get the book. Yeah, you go know, buy your books. Go buy your books. <laughs> because, um, you know, like, Cody and I doing this together is fun, and I do think that you'll get something out of it if you're not reading the book, but it just enhances your experience yep. if you're reading along with us. And, again, these are, like, these are very short chapters. Like, I'm reading an ebook version, and it's, like, three pages per chapter. Yep. I'm not sure what Cody... Especially, I think it was chapters in this little chunk. It was, like, chapters eight and nine or seven and eight they were like three pages each yeah so it's it's honestly if you're not a reader this is probably a good book to start with because it's not it's not super intense anyways in uh in chapter six we have this guy who's very stubborn Mm -hmm. we see bob goff he's a super stubborn guy and he so he goes and takes an lsat which is like the 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 entrance exam that you take to get into law school and then law school's based on your score, will offer you a spot in their program, right? Yeah. And um, for those of you who might be gearing up towards university, maybe some of you are thinking about going to law school, the LSAT, I think the LSAT is universal. There may be like a Canadian version, I'm not sure. sure. But anyway, so he goes in to take this test and realizes like everyone has taken these like classes to prepare and all he's done is like read this book. Yeah. And so he he does not do well on the test and then doesn't get any offers to law school. But instead, he decides to go to one of the law schools he applied to and he doesn't hear back from. And just like every day, say to the dean, like, hey, you have the power. You can tell me, despite my my failures, despite the fact that I didn't do well in the LSAT, you have the power to let me into the school. And he, he goes says, and just yeah. like sits on this bench in yeah. front of the dean's office. And then every time the dean walks past him, he's just like, hey, just tell, tell me I'm just in and, me. and I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Like, and, and so he keeps saying, like, just tell me, go buy your books. And, uh, and eventually, somehow, like, this is the life of Bob Goff. Some, yeah. Something happens, or like the, the dean just looks at him and says, go buy your books. And so it's like this, this commentary on the fact that um, I think sometimes in our, especially in church culture, there's people who, who say like, you know, God will open doors, God will close doors, right? That type of thing. But, you know, in the, in the nugget of truth at the end of the chapter, which if you didn't listen to the first podcast, that's kind of the way Bob writes is he writes this story and then gives you kind of this chunk of truth at the end. And, yeah. and so something I wrote down was uh, he says, I once heard somebody say that God had closed a door or an, opportun- or an opportunity on an opportunity they had hoped for. But I've always wondered if when we want to do something that we know is right and good, God places that desire deep in our hearts because he wants it for us and it honors him. Maybe there are times when we think a door is closed and instead of misinterpreting the circumstances, God wants us to kick it down. And I was like, whoa, like that's, that's big, right? Because yeah. again, we have this understanding in our, in our, especially in our church world, 
Like, you know, if God closes a door, you find the open door, right? Yeah. But Bob's saying, like, no, sit on the bench yeah. and, and bug the dean just until wait. he just lets yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what were your thoughts there, Cody? I uh, actually, I literally underlined the exact same us. quote in Look my book. Us. So, yeah, I was just, I was, had the same thoughts of mm-hmm. kind of just like, we have this, uh, our society, I guess, like you said, especially in the church, has this yeah. idea of like, if, if something doesn't work out, like, it's okay, move mm-hmm. on. But, mm-hmm. like, again, like you said, Bob Goff is saying, or don't move on. Like, yeah. keep going for it. Like, yeah. you fail, try, try again. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. There's that, like, that that thought of God placing something, like a desire deep within yeah. us. We have, to, we have to discern, right? So we have to, like, think about whether or not that feeling is from God or not. Because yeah. I think oftentimes... Which is tough. Yeah, it is. It is. But oftentimes when God gives us gifts... God gives us passions. God gives us all this stuff. He wants us to do something about it, right? And if, and if it, like, like Bob says, if it's right, if we know it's right and good, chances are that's something that God can work through. Yeah. Just like, I mean, God can work through anything, but yeah. So that's chapter six. Yeah. Uh, Chapter seven is the story of how he met his now wife, Mm -hmm. which like this whole chapter I just found hilarious because like, who in their right mind would have married this guy? Like <laughs> he's doing all this stuff. Like he meets this girl in like, they were both leaders in this camp, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And, um, he like, basically it's like the love at first sight sort of sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like he, he sees her and he whispers to his buddy. He's like, that's the future Mrs. Bob Goff. Mm-hmm. And like, and, uh, so like immediately right, like right off the bat, like if that was my buddy, I'd be like, yo, Press the oh, brakes yeah. there, like take yeah. her out to dinner first, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so, like he, like he's immediately one hundred percent in. Like yeah. then a couple weeks later, he like makes this huge <laughs> Valentine's Day card, and like she doesn't even like she barely even knows him. Mm-hmm. He's making this like huge cardboard Valentine's Day card, and he's yeah. driving it to her work, and he like <laughs> takes it up to her floor, and is like, "Will you be my Valentine?" No, and she's like, "A strong. I, I don't even know who you are. Like, yeah, go away." She's yeah, like, yeah. Shoots him down. And, like, he just, like, he's, he leaves uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches under mm-hmm. her windshield where she parks, which is, like, <laughs> ever, like, red flags all <laughs> over the place. Like, it's so creepy to think about, like, someone doing mm-hmm. this. But, like, he keeps going. And, like, he has this idea of, like, the, the and, again, we mentioned this last time. It's a word that he uses a ton. is like, whimsical yeah. and, like, just all or nothing love. Yeah. And I have a quote here. Mm-hmm. So the quote here, he says, because of our love for each other, I understand just a little more how God has pursued me in creative and whimsical ways uh, that initially did not get any attention. Nevertheless, he wouldn't stop. That's what love does. It pursues blindly, unflinchingly, and without end. Yeah. I had that one highlighted too, Cody. We're we're in sync today. We are in sync. And and yeah, like it's totally right. We're learning like the stubbornness of Bob Goff. Yep. There's something holy about it, yeah. Right, like I think that's what we're we're learning from this is is again like don't give up, you know, keep going. Um, it reminds me of a yeah. song, and this just popped yeah, in, my, in my head. Uh, your love never sing fails. It, I'm not going to okay. sing, but All right. yeah, your love never fails. It never gives up. Mm-hmm. It never runs out on me. Yeah. So that yeah, was, that was written by Bob Goff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not actually. <laughs> okay. Real quick before we go on to the next chapter, there's a really great story because he is, Bob is planning to propose. You know, uh, uh, like so they had been dating for for how for ho- however long. Yeah. And he's he's going to propose, and uh, and so what he does is he gets like he borrows a friend yacht like this really expensive yeah. like 
uh, sailboat yacht. And he says, I decorated the yacht with rainbow colored <laughs> uh, crepe paper. And I'm not exactly sure what that is. I but think he that's says, like, uh, like tissue paper. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says, it started raining and the rainstorm hit with a vengeance, drenching my proposal plans and leaving the brand new yacht <laughs> with colors smeared across the deck and hull like a very expensive tie-dye t-shirt. <laughs> and he says, I didn't spend the day proposing to Maria and dreaming about life. I spent it scrubbing soggy colored disappointment off some guy's boat. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved that. I thought that was really well written. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. So, Moving chapter on eight. To yeah. Chapter eight, which is called Wedding Cake. Mm-hmm. This is and the this is the super short one, I think. Yes. Right? It, this is literally a three page chapter. Yeah. And, and it kind of continues the story of um, their love. Yeah. Bob and Maria's love. He always calls her sweet Maria, which I like. Yeah. Um, but basically, what he's saying is they're they they don't have a ton of money, you know, when because he's in law school. And they're getting married and they can't afford like all the big, beautiful things for their wedding. And he has a friend whose family, I guess, owns like a bake shop. And he said like, hey, can you, you know, we have 150 bucks. Can you make the best cake you can make out for, for 150 bucks? And they have this reception and the friend brings the cake in on like this cart. And you can just kind of see it because it's like kind of uneven ground. And he's like rolling yeah. it in and you can see like in slow motion, you can in your mind see it happening where the cake just slowly tumbles over and hits the ground and it's just all over the ground. And, uh, and so they decide because because again, they don't have any money. They can't like, and it's, and it's the day of their wedding. Yeah. Yeah. He said there's like 30 minutes until the reception. And so, and so they just start like taking all the cake and piling it together and they get a new batch of icing and kind yeah. of just like make it look nice on the outside mm-hmm. so that it's like you can give like it's presentable. Oh, but then he says like, there's, there's a bunch of like gravel and small yeah. bits of asphalt yeah. in it and all this. And, uh, I'm and laughing, it, just like yeah. thinking of like being this random guest coming uh-huh. into someone's wedding and you take a nice bite of cake mm-hmm. and there's like a stone in it. Absolutely. It sounds, sounds terrible, <laughs> but, um, but this is, he makes this like transitional statement that I highlighted and maybe uh, Cody, I'm, I'm guessing you highlighted it too. Probably. No, he says like that cake, my life is full of small rocks, pieces of asphalt, broken and unrepaired relationships and unwanted debris but somehow God allows us each to be served up anyway. Mm. Like that's See, huge. Yeah. Did yeah. you did you highlight something else? I uh, I highlighted something else, but this is kind of something that I you'll notice is kind of a theme mm-hmm. of like the next three chapters. Yeah. And it's the quote is uh, it's on page fifty eight. He goes, he called Jesus called people like me who can't figure out which end of the plastic bag to open his mm-hmm. hands, and he called people who trip every day his feet. He called people who can't even figure out which way to turn a screw to tighten it or even stack a cake correctly, the mm-hmm. ones who would build him a kingdom. And then if we're willing, he serves us up rocks, small bits of asphalt and all. And like I said, like this is, this is kind of uh, an idea that he brings up in the next three chapters or in the next two chapters, three chapters, including mm-hmm. this one of like he he doesn't use the polished yeah. perfect people yeah like he he doesn't use the the amazing $150 wedding cake he uses the wedding cake that has been dropped on the ground yeah. and then like mushed all back together and tried to make it look mm. nice you know what i yeah. mean with with like he says here he serves us all up rocks small bits of asphalt and all yeah so i've been yeah. thinking about a lot about this concept lately and it comes out in like our teaching on wednesday nights and stuff about how like God just does things differently. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what he's getting at is, is like, you would think, you know, if you're, if you're building uh, a, a, let's go with like a baseball team, you're building out a roster. You want the best pitchers. You yep. want the best hitters, right? You want all the best players um, because you think that's what success is. 
But what we're learning as you read the Gospels, you're learning that God doesn't do things the way we expect in that yeah. like human way, yeah. right? God does things differently where he's bringing broken people together to a, to bring like the creator of the universe's kingdom here on earth, yeah. right? Like it's a pretty amazing concept. Your analogy is reminding me of the movie Moneyball. Yeah, 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 where yeah. He, like yeah. He, he creates this whole different system mm. of drafting people. Yeah, we're all a bunch of billy beans. Yeah. And if you don't get that reference, there's a movie called Moneyball. And, it's <laughs> and you should excellent. go watch it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, chapter nine. Chapter nine is uh, just say yes, and this chapter it's a good one. It is a good chapter. Mm. He he explains that uh, he and his friend Doug, yes. who we mentioned oh, in the second chapter, uh, they're still friends when they're adults, and they like uh, pranking each other. Mm-hmm. And so Doug and his wife have this ten year anniversary, and Bob and his wife decide to prank them. And like they, Doug and his wife have like a, a hotel that they've they've made a reservation to, and it's mm. like this really nice hotel. So uh, Bob and his wife, Maria, go to this hotel the night before, and they sign into Doug's room and just, like, buy a ton of food and, like, room service and all this stuff. And then they leave, and Doug comes, and, like, they, him and his wife have the weekend, and it's super nice. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the weekend, he gets this bill, and it's, like, so it's much like more expensive. Yeah, <laughs> so much more expensive than he expected it to be. And he's like, I never got room service. Yeah. I never ordered, like, three desserts. <laughs> what the heck is going on? <laughs> So then, uh, Bob later later that year or something, he uh, he's been he's been waiting for Doug to prank him back, to try to get him back for this, mm-hmm. and he gets a call uh, from like the um, the ambassador of where is it Uganda Uganda Thank you, and like this this guy's telling him like we want you to be our 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 consul and like all this stuff, and he's like he, this is just a prank from Doug, so he says yep. yes to everything <laughs> this guy's asking him to do, <laughs> which in my mind I'm like. This is like textbook, like you're getting scammed over <laughs> yeah, the phone. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. We want you to be our consul yeah. for our country. Pay like $1,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Bob's like, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so no, but uh, like Bob says yes to everything this guy wants him to do and all this stuff. And then he gets a call a little while later. And the guy's like, I need you to come to New York and meet me, like all this stuff. And Bob's like, sure, mm-hmm. why not? And I'm like, dude, like about to get shanked yeah, in an alleyway yeah. or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah, he goes and like it ends up being like he ends up being the, the consul for Uganda. And yeah. it's like this this opportunity that is just like so wildly out of the realm of possibility for mm-hmm. so many of or what we think is the realm of possibility for yeah. so many of us. But like Bob just says yes to yeah. all of it. And yeah. then he like, yeah, it's, it's this strange. idea of like when an op- opportunity is being presented to you, mm-hmm. say yes, because yeah. why not? Yeah. Right. Um, just to share another, I thought there was a really funny part of this chapter. He says, so I guess like, again, so he's a consul, which is basically like he's a, a lawyer on behalf of the government of Uganda, right? Yeah. And if you become like that, the consul of a country is considered a diplomat. And I don't know if you, like it's the same, similar in Canada, but in the States, you know, the diplomats have all these like cool. Special privileges. Special p- privileges. Yeah. And, you know, they get like special uh, license plates that allow them to park wherever they want without you know any issues and you know you can uh, you get these flags on your car and stuff yeah. and he, he says like, finally the last the last um like perk that he he liked he says it was the coolest perk if if is that if you get a card from the state department or you get a card from the state department that gives you diplomatic immunity i wasn't sure, exactly sure <laughs> what diplomatic immunity meant so i asked around if i could kill someone <laughs> not someone important of course just someone normal like Doug. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that is that is too funny. 
but yeah, it was, it was a, a great chapter talking about like, like again, God doing these like inexplicable things in our lives, but yeah, yeah you just can't ignore God speaking to you in those moments. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe God is doing some inexplicable things in your life. Each of us gets to decide every time whether to lean in or step back to say yes or ignore it or tell God why he has the wrong person. But ultimately like we're allowing God to work through us when we say yes. Yeah. My quote was very similar. It's basically just uh, the next time God asks you to do something that is completely inexplicable, Mm -hmm. something that you're sure is a prank because it requires a decision or a courage that's way above your pay grade, something that you might, something that might even save lives, say yes, because you never know there might be some cool (laughs) flags in it for you. (laughs) So good. And then there's a quote directly above that, Mm -hmm. that uh, again, ties into what I was saying before, ties in the last chapter in this or the next chapter. And it says he usually uses the least likely Mm -hmm. people to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, he gives some examples on, on people through the Bible, right? Like, somebody like Moses, if you remember Moses' story, yep. he was being called to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt, yep. out of slavery in Egypt, and he had, like, a stutter, right? Like, he was not the person that you'd expect to, like, lead a huge group of people, and yet he did anyways, which, yep. is, which is neat. All right, the last chapter we're going we're gonna to review today is chapter 10 called The Interviews, and this is a really neat one. Um, we'll go through it quickly. Basically, what happens is like Bob and his wife Maria have they've given their kids like permission to kind of like dream, and I think we'll read more a bit uh, about that later on in the book if I remember correctly. But they basically say like, kids, if you could do anything, what would you do? And and the kids ultimately came up with this idea like let's let's just like talk to world leaders and ask them what their hopes and dreams are. Yeah. And, and so they, they end up writing letters to like every world leader in the whole world. Yeah. And they, so they send out the, like hundreds of letters, but then they start getting letters back. And some of them are like, yeah, you know, thanks for the invitation. Yeah. You know, politely to, declining. Yeah. Cause they're like, they're asking to get together with them. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people are like politely declining, but then all of a sudden they start getting, you know, letters back saying like, yes, come to our country and, and join us. And so they start doing this. And, and I think to like some, I, and you have to read it to, to kind of see some of the nuance and stuff, but they end up having these really unique moments yeah. with unexpected, like you're saying, unexpected people. But then I think that the whole point of the chapter is to talk about like how neat f- just being friends genuine with somebody, friendship. genuine yeah. friendship, how amazing that can be. Friendship that doesn't require like an agenda, yep. right? Yep. I think again, like one of the, one of the, you know, and I guess maybe I'm fearful that sometimes we teach this in youth is that like we're friends because we want to show or we want to, we want to introduce people to Jesus. Yeah. And I think, I think we need to go beyond that. Like, it's not that we can't teach, of course we need to teach people about Jesus, but part of doing that is just living in genuine friendship with one another, yep. genuine relationship with one another. And if we're going to live like Jesus, when we're in those unique friendships, like God's going to use those, right? Yeah. And this is a quote actually that I took from chapter one. I oh, think okay. it was chapter yep. one yep. where it like back to the story of him and Randy. And the, the quote was, I wasn't a project. I was his friend. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's this idea of sure you can introduce like people to Jesus and all this stuff, but you, that doesn't have to be like the main objective yep. sort of thing. Like just, be friends with them. Just yeah. be in community with us, with this other person Absolutely. and God will do the rest. Yeah. When we're achieving our kind of goal of mirroring Jesus in everything that we do, which ultimately that's what we're trying to do as Christ followers, right? Yeah. 
We want to show who Jesus is by every word, every thought, every action. And when we can do that, that's, it's just going to happen, you know? Um, the one, I just, I, I wrote down one sentence here from this chapter that I thought was really interesting based on, like, this was written 10 years ago, I think this yeah. book is, was written 10 years ago. And there's a, there's one sentence, you know, we talk about this phrase, new normal, mm-hmm. right? We talk about yeah. that a lot post-pandemic. Well, Bob uses that phrase in, in this one sentence, and it was really interesting. I want to live in a new normal where I can reach out to people who are different from me and just be friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, like, that's, that, that, like, okay, we could get into the idea of like prophecy. Like that's prophetic to me. Yeah. It, like, and basically what I mean is like, he, he was thinking this thought 10 years ago, but it is so relevant now. Yeah. There are so many, you know, we talk a lot about in culture today about how we're so divided. Yep. Um, we don't need to talk about that today, but what we can talk about is there are a lot of people who are different than us. And sometimes it's really difficult to be friends. And yet, that's what God calls us to do, yeah. right? And so I like that idea of the new normal where we can reach out to people who are different and just be friends. Yeah. So there it is. There we go. That's week two of the Love Does podcast. What do you it think, Cody? Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. We're like already like over a quarter way through the book. We're almost halfway through mm, the book. It actually. flies. It does. It's like you said, it's like, it's a really easy read. Yeah. It's an enjoyable read. And yep. yeah, you just read these awesome stories and then these little truth nuggets and they tie together in neat ways, which yeah. is great. Alrighty. That is it for chapters six to 10. Next week we'll be coming back with chapters 11 to 15, I believe. So come back next Thursday to join us there. Don't forget you can get the book online like Google Books, you can probably get it at Indigo. We got Cody a copy at Indigo. I got my copy online. There's lots of ways to get it. We said we were going to include the link in the show notes last time, and right. we forgot to. So we we will do that this time. And that's right. Uh, we'll have to. We'll put it in the link in our Instagram as well. There's yeah. a link tree in our Instagram. We'll put Perfect. it there. Sounds great. Alrighty, guys, that is it for this week. We will see you again next week. See ya. Yeah.